They say April showers bring May flowers. Uh, if those showers are milk and the flowers are cereal, then, friend, you got a good breakfast coming your way. <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. Welcome to the Empty Bowl Meditative Podcast about cereal. And as I've recently mentioned, I am Justin McElroy, a cereal enthusiast. <laughs> I am Dan Goubert, and I am a cereal florist. Uh, I'm familiar with all the cereal flowers, be they the beloved oat flowers or the despicable corn flowers. <laughs> um, this is a meditative podcast about cereal. It's a podcast where you can just relax a little bit and not have to think about other stuff. You can just let your brain fixate or not on cereal. Maybe you're getting ready for bed and you want a, a chilled out podcast where there's not much of consequence discussed. And that is, we are going to fit that bill just perfectly today. I can tell <laughs> um, this one's going to be a lot less heavy hitting than our normal ones. And it's a, it's a big milestone too. Mm-hmm. 50 episodes 50 episodes of the empty bowl the empty bowl l if you will for a um erratically bi-weekly podcast <laughs> that represents uh, quite a long history um what did we, when did we start this dan this is our brief uh brief period of of reflection yeah um, we started september 2018 i believe september of 2018 wow uh, that is a long history. And I think what is most inspirational about the MD bowl, again, this is our, our fond look back. Um, it, is, we have defiantly, I would say, refused to update anything about the podcast, <laughs> almost stridently, <laughs> almost stridently decided that we had nailed the format for episode <laughs> one and never deviated again. And I think that there's something really admirable about 50 that. times now I have thought of a new noun to call myself 50 times now we've tried to make the don't drink the milk don't forget to drink the milk thing funny uh you know <laughs> we'll get it one of these days um i guess our our art has changed that that is that is true uh, the, the, the one thing we have been willing to change but here's the thing cereal's always changing we don't need to change cereal's changing all around us there's new cereal on the horizon there's cereal to eat and try and discuss and uh there's you who's always coming up with something new to think of for listener. I mean, not, not Dan, of course, uh, Dan is a creative individual in his own right, but I was discussing you, the listener in that moment. Hey, listen, <laughs> enough chatter. What do we have? Uh, what do we have on the horizon, Dan? What's it, what's in the future of cereal? Well, it's funny that you say cereal is always changing. Cause I feel like this might be one of the first news segments we've had where there's not necessarily a new cereal proper to discuss, but there are a mm -hmm. few cereal adjacent products we can talk about. Okay. Uh, the first of which is hitting stores this month is Cap'n Crunch treats. These mm. are cereal bars coming in both Cap'n Crunch with crunch berries varieties, as well as peanut butter crunch. These aren't uh, entirely new. They're just a little bit different in some sense. So, 
uh, back in 2012 to 2013-ish, these same flavors of Cap'n Crunch treats came out. And uh, they basically just combined the cereal pieces together in a, a sort of blocky format like you would see with almost any cereal bar. But this new iteration of them seems to combine the actual cereal pieces, be they crunch berries or peanut butter crunch pieces, with bits of crisped grain as well. So mm. when you look at them, they, they kind of have the appearance of some sedimentary riverbed rock where there's all these different sized uh, sort of pebbles and whatnot. And they're interesting to look at. Um, but Cap'n Crunch bars as a concept is not new in any sense. Uh, I was doing a little bit of a look back on where Cap'n Crunch has been in sort of the mobile munching front for a while now. And Cap'n Crunch bars uh, in both regular and Crunchberry could be found as early as 1997. So this is kind of a continuation of that storied tradition. And when I was looking up Cap'n Crunch bars, I did manage to find this weirdly interesting anecdote uh, from history uh, it was uh, an interview with Joe Girardi, who is a retired baseball player and current manager for the Phillies. Uh, and he recalled a time when he was eight, and at his grandparents' farm, there were train tracks that went behind the house, and there was a train derailment. And apparently the train was carrying only Cap'n Crunch, and the family managed to pillage enough boxes to eat only Cap'n Crunch for like a whole year. Uh, <laughs> It's just an absolutely absurd story, uh, and nobody apparently asked about the the plundered crunch. And I just that's a beautiful tale of serial piracy that the cabin would be proud of. Yeah, that it's weird. Like that feels like a story lifted from a serial commercial, right? Like it's, it feels like a heist the Sog Master would pull. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, it just raised the question that with all these like crunch berries and peanut butter crunch varieties is there anyone who really buys just plain cap and crunch like i'm not saying it's bad but no that's still my wife's favorite really she, she loves just like straight cap and crunch i've um i saw at the store that they had giant crunch berries mm-hmm. in pouches um which I, I don't know how that would go you get like um, three crunch berries in a pouch it's hard to be i mean as an original it's hard to be it's interesting that crunch berries and cap and crunch are sort of like in the same conversation, but they're really at this point very different here. I mean, they're two different cereals. Like we should just stop uh, pretending. I mean, they're great together. Don't get me wrong, but um, they're 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 very different things. Uh, what else? I, I, I another treat. I say mm-hmm. another uh, confection. A a tempting treat would be these new cocoa pebbles bars that are coming out. Uh, these are from Frankfurt, who you might remember. So we've kind of had a Pebbles Blitz this year so far, as well as uh, late last year. And Frankfurt did a lot of the driving with their sort of Fruity Pebbles Easter Bunnies. They had these Fruity Pebbles Snowmen as well. Uh, And then there were Fruity Pebbles Bars. And so this Cocoa Pebbles Bar seems to be a natural evolution of that using the other most famous Pebbles variety. Uh, And these actually contain milk chocolate with the cereal, unlike the Fruity Pebbles confection bars, which seem to just have, you know, that sort of white substance that defies scientific classification. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather have the real real chocolate in here. Um, So that's kind of just like a, a blurb on the Pebbles front. But I also got an email today from Pebbles HQ talking about these Pebbles 50th anniversary boxes that are also coming out. Mm. Um, so yeah, the whole Pebbles Blitz of new products is a result of their 50th anniversary for 
the cereal franchise that they're celebrating this year with all kinds of new things, be they the birthday cake pebbles or the variety of treats that we've already mentioned thus far. And apparently, as a culmination of that celebration, they are doing box variants of normal fruity and cocoa pebbles. And uh, this is a direct quote. Each box features an on-pack promotion that gives fans the chance to win a pebbles. I say it like that because apparently... Uh, it's all canon, but it's capitalized. Uh, <laughs> gives fans the chance to win a Pebbles prize box with a variety of fun surprises like colorful confetti poppers, a fruity Pebbles scented candle, branded fanny pack, speaker, tumbler, and more. All fans also have the opportunity to create an online Flintstone-inspired Stone Age version of themselves through a Pebbles birthday virtual character creator. Uh, so yeah, it seems like they're going all out with this one. <laughs> Yeah, we're also seeing, uh, you know, this is like very ancillary, I think, but uh, there's going to be a Flintstones um, sequel series called Bedrock uh, coming to Fox. Really? Uh, starring um, uh, Elizabeth Banks, I believe, as Fred. Uh, uh, a grown-up Pebbles, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so maybe we'll get a new, you know, maybe a new serial. Yeah, I wonder, has Pebbles the Serial ever factored into the actual canon of the Flintstones television show? It's interesting. This show is, like, my kids know the Flintstones, but only as, like, sort of marketing material. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, there, there's no awareness of them as just, like, regular uh, animated characters. But huh. um, I'm I'm so mixed on these bars. I, you know, I'm, I'm not mixed. I'm pretty down on them. I feel like, and and there's probably some use cases that I'm not thinking of here, but almost any of these treats you could make like astronomically cheaper and easier and with less packaging and at at like, like a better flavor and quality at home. Like treats, be they rice Krispie or like anything will treat Dan. That's Mm -hmm. my new, that's my new slogan for this show. Anything, any cereal treat, you just add marshmallow and butter and you're there, baby. You're, you're treating. Uh, yeah, I just I feel like it's such a um, I mean, the chunks of chocolate that sounds good, that's interesting, but like you could do that. I mean, you could do it, do it yourself. Like, I don't know, I don't mean to be down on these. Like, I can see you know, maybe you're a busy parent looking for something sweet to throw in the in the lunchbox. I, I completely get it, but uh, I don't know, I just I find it hard to get excited. Yeah, there's something about the serving sizes that they usually do for treats too that are just you know really really small like they're just like always half as much the serving size is half as much as you would actually want to eat is what is in this package they're like cereal duplos packaged (laughs) (laughs) and what's our last uh our last big big thing on the horizon so this is a new variety of pop tarts bites uh as you may recall Mm. pop tarts bites have been releasing steadily for a couple years now they started with strawberry and brown sugar cinnamon pop tarts bites uh then they came up with chocolate fudge as well as confetti cupcake and now we are getting blueberry pop tarts bites these Mm. have apparently snuck onto shelves already with absolutely no word or sort of buzz around them uh, as you recall, we helped announce a lot of the new fruity pop tarts that are coming out, and these kind of released at the the same moment. And uh, you know, they're not too exciting just based on the name alone. But I also really, really dig pop tarts bites as a whole. I think it's a lot like the uh, mini M and M's type situation, where the ratio you get of crust to filling with the bites just makes it all the more satisfying. Yeah, they're very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. 
the confetti cupcake ones especially grew on me because I was kind of down on them when they first came out because I had been eating so many vanilla cereals and birthday cake cereals that just failed miserably. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it wasn't until I was clearing out my pantry and I stumbled upon an unfinished box, uh, but they were, they were gone then in a blaze of sort of, uh, granulated glory. And I definitely recommend the Pop-Tarts Bites, especially over the Pop-Tarts Thins, which are far less satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are unfortunate. Um, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of those. Hey, listen, I, I can't wait any longer, Dan. We have three cereals I'm really excited to talk about, uh, and hear about. Um, in our in our review segment, first up is Special K dipped chocolatey almond. Mm-hmm. When I bite into one of these dipped flakes, what am I what am I looking for here? It's it's kind of I mean I'm just gonna say right out that it's a bit disappointing because this is one that made it from the news to review pipeline extremely fast. Um, but Special K was making a big fuss about introducing these dipped flakes, the first for any Kellogg cereal to have actual flakes dipped in chocolate. Uh, And it was a lot of the same hype treatment that if you remember when Lay's was first chocolate coating their potato chips like a decade Mm -hmm. ago. Uh, But unfortunately, the reality is a bit sobering because in this cereal, in addition to the chocolatey dipped flakes, they also have cocoa coated flakes, which is supposed to be a big difference. But it's really hard to even tell them apart because sure, when you bite into one of these dipped flakes, there's an interesting pop of milk chocolate. But... When you're actually eating it in the context of the broader cereal, that interesting pop gets really lost in the sea of graininess as well as the really, really high number of almond slivers that they threw into this. So ultimately, it kind of reminds me of a a much less good chocolate honey bunches of oats uh, because they actually Mm. had those chocolate clusters in there as well. And I think having something like a granola cluster instead of almonds would have boosted this cereal a little bit higher. Ultimately, it's just it's just another so-so cocoa sort of cereal. Last week, we talked uh, briefly about Carville Crunchies, and I bemoaned the lack of a Carville in my area. Um, I, uh, judging from this rundown here, it looks like you got your hands on a box. Okay, I did get my hands on a box, and this is like a wild carnival of an experience, essentially, because <laughs> Carville Crunchy Cereal is a chaotic inversion of cereal as we know it. Uh, I got sent a box by Carville themselves. <laughs> That's what it says on the box. A chaotic, <laughs> a chaotic inversion of cereal as we know it. Yeah, I, I had to contact Carvel directly outright because the, I think there's one Carvel in the entire state of Michigan. Um, but it is truly, quite literally an entire over one pound bag that they sent me of fudge drenched cookie crumbles, the same fudge drenched cookie crumbles the ice cream franchise uses on its famous cakes. And it really felt like they just grabbed it out of an industrial supply warehouse and crammed it into a bag. Like there aren't even nutrition facts on it. Like they have the actual (laughs) nutrition facts box, but they just substituted all the line items for fun facts about their uh, Carvel history. So I'm trying to, so this is, (laughs) Did you get the cereal or did you get <laughs> a bulk order of uh, ice cream topping or is there not a difference between the two? That's the sort of weird and kind of uh, disappointing truth here because when I posted my review of the stuff, I learned from some people who, because the promo was that the first 150 people to visit their local Carvel location any given day for a three-day period earlier this month we're supposed to get this crunchy cereal. But I found out after the fact that people who actually, uh, one of those 150 people 
contacted me and they only got uh, a box that was about the fourth of the size of what I got. So it was like a four ounce box of crunchies. And so I immediately felt bad sort of flaunting this sack of ill-gotten riches that I got, like my, my brown gold doubloons that I was hoisting above everybody else. <laughs> but I, the more I think about it and the more time goes on, I have to say that I am not to be envied for getting this because having access to such an absurd quantity of Carvel Crunchies has brought nothing but carnal temptation and sheer hedonism into my otherwise stable life. <laughs> like, they're good. They don't taste like a cereal they taste like but i get i bet as a mix in they are beyond compare absolutely i've been scattering these things in every cereal in my pantry many of which do not call for them like (laughs) well it would be wild for cereal to call try it with ice cream (laughs) yeah the special k uh, that that worked pretty well it was good with those putting them on some oatmeal that was good but then i got down to like the fruity pebbles in my pantry and the crispy cinnamon basketballs and i didn't even know what i was doing and before you know it i was just eating a whole bowl of crunchies like it was my own private brew of ayahuasca <laughs> and just as disorienting i must imagine <laughs> how do these feel by the end where how they, first of all how do they hold up against milk they sink right to the bottom, of course, and they also sort of swell up when they absorb it as well. Grape, n- grape nuts effect. Yeah, so when I actually ate a bowl of them with milk, it was like almost like an Always Sunny in Philadelphia joke where I'm not eating an ice cream cake, but I'm eating the ingredients of an ice cream cake all together <laughs> at once. And it's just insanely intense. And, you know, a four-ounce box is more than enough for any fully grown human. <laughs> you, you know, I'm betting uh, warmed up they'd be pretty good. Like in sort of a cocoa wheats or hot grape nuts. Interesting. Vibe. Yeah, I'm not sure what yeah. the proper chemistry behind that would be, but this seems like more. You know, I see like when you see the boxes of marbits or bags of marbits so, sold in bulk at like, you know, I, I tend to see them at farmers markets a lot, um, or vat vat nineteen, a, a site my daughter loves. I know has them. Um, those kind of yuck me out because it's like, wow, that's just. Mm-hmm whatever glycerin and sugar and 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 this feels like having a, a stash of these for like spicing up <laughs> lackluster cereals might be uh, a worthwhile purchase no i think they would definitely go a long way selling these in stores and it is it is it kind of plays off what you and i have been talking about a lot of, uh, of like our thing cereal what carvel seems to do here is say like we'll put them in a box and you tell us mm-hmm. does this change their their structure their their classification uh if we put a box around them yeah i I would say that yes this is a cereal while you're eating it but afterwards the repercussions are beyond anything normal cereal could cause physically or psychologically well i guess i'm gonna have to take control and move on to the ghostbusters uh (laughs) cereal section um i was so thrilled to hear that you got these and I actually broke down and bought a box off of eBay, which, which is usually a trigger for my local Walmart or target to start stocking Mm -hmm. them, uh, regularly after I've bought them at a premium, um, tried a little, a little handful. Uh, what did you, what did you think, Dan? You're the, you're the expert here. what did you think? I mean, I honestly thought they were pretty ghastly, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing <laughs> in terms of brand recognition. But it's like they took the ghost element of the name way too literally because it's haunted by just this very, very faint fake strawberry flavor that's like 
a crunchier Frankenberry with a worse flavor, if that's even mm. possible. Yeah, Frankenberry is a close, is a good, that's a good parallel. Yeah, for sure. What were you thinking? Uh, same. Yeah, I was, I was trying to place the flavor because like every, I, this is sad, but every time I have a berry flavor of cereal, I wonder if it'll taste like my beloved um, uh, Smurf Berry Crunch, mm-hmm. which I'm now so distant from that I no longer say for sure. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm not sure I'd recognize it in the wild. Um the, the closest I've found is like wild berry uh, fruit loops, I think is like the best berry flavored cereal. And this is a, a, a pale, pale imitator of that. I have to say more than just the flavor, which is like, you know, I wasn't expecting huge things, but also the pieces, the, the marbits, like you have a perfect template right, right there with, with the state of marshmallow man, like th- th- that would be a great shape. Or like the 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 red, you know, if you look at the old um what was it? Uh they had a uh Ghostbuster cereal like back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, the pieces, the the cereal pieces were the anti yeah, sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like please, please give me that. Like please give me some sort of creativity there. But no, it's just like spheres and blobs. I mean it's it couldn't be uh Less impressive. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the the movie yet, obviously, but unless the no. primary antagonist ends up being misshapen blue blob, <laughs> what a twist that would be! And yeah, this is kind of disappointing. It reminded me a bit of the Mandalorian cereal, also in terms of just oh, being boy, a hollow yeah. fruitiness, and that almost feels appropriate given how with this movie they've kind of given Stay Puft Marshmallow Man the Baby Yoda minions treatment with the sort of mini Stay Puffs, so. Yeah, this one was kind of a big disappointment for me. Yeah, I I I was quite 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 disappointed. Did not did not love it. Um, I don't know. I I'll, I'll I didn't now I didn't try a bowl, and that's probably the the real test of a of a cereal. So maybe I'll I'll, I'll give that a whirl. But did not did not love it the flavor immediately. Um, so that's kind of a a, a bummer. You know what's interesting though. You talk about Smurfberry Crunch so often, and first of all, in 50 episodes, I have to wonder how many times Smurfberry Crunch has been referenced. Um, but I feel a very similar way in terms of looking for a cereal that recreates a nostalgic taste about Neopets Islandberry Crunch cereal, uh, which is something that I remember fondly from my younger days. And now I have to wonder whether Smurfberry Crunch and Neopets Islandberry Crunch might have been the same cereal. I wonder about that too because I briefly also had um, tried the I believe it was the Trolls cereal, mm-hmm. which were like these this Rainbow Crunch that was very good, uh, and it made me wonder if maybe that was uh, uh, um, the of the same lineage of the same genetic makeup. Yeah, somewhere know. in these cereal factories, they're keeping like an industrial vat full of this perfect fruity cereal chemical that they're only sampling maybe once every ten years. Um, so, uh, we asked our listeners, um, about speaking of Marbits, um, what their ideal new Lucky Charms marshmallow, uh, would be. By the way, I got a box of Galactic Lucky Charms. Oh, Here's nice. their view. It's Lucky Charms. Perfect. Um, the, the Marbits are an incredible feat of engineering, but still. Um, so we asked you about your ideal new Lucky Charms Marbit, and, uh, here is what you said. You're asking for what? Marbit, would we add to Lucky Charms? And 
Um, I, I grew up in England, but my, my dad's from Ireland. And one of my favourite things about, you know, being Irish is that uh, I have a passport with a harp on it. And I think that a harp would be a great Marbit addition, much as Lucky Charms has very little to do with Ireland. It would maybe connect them to that a bit more. Thanks so much. Hi, Dan, Justin, and fellow serial enthusiasts. When it comes to Lucky Charms, Marbits, uh, the question I've always pondered is, is why stop at just a leprechaun? Why not lean into the full Irish mythology? Maybe get a banshee or a puka, which is a, a shape-shifting dark monster and kind of goblin creature that maybe the Marbit changes shapes every time it dunks under the milk. Thank you. Hi, Dan and Justin. My name is Ainsley. My pronouns are she, they. My ideas for an additional Lucky Charms marshmallow shape include a bright red speckled marshmallow to round out the relatively pastel color scheme of all of the other shapes, or a puffy white cloud or sheep, all of which remind me of the rolling hills of Ireland where the leprechaun likely resides. I love the podcast and hope you're well. Where the leprechaun likely resides. The evidence is out, but hey, if the leprechaun is anywhere, that's where you can find them. Yeah, it's interesting that so many people who answered decided to go the route of making Lucky Charms more true to their presumed Irish heritage. So I think that's really interesting. So now, Dan, um, I love this. Uh, You have put in here a uh, uh, talking about our specific or favorite uh, utensils, be it spoons or, or uh, plates that we use for, for cereal. It's probably bowls, not plates. That would be <laughs> absolutely wild. Um, do you have a favorite, a favorite um, uh, combo of spoon and bowl that you like to use? Yeah, I thought this would be a good question just since, since we're at episode 50, we can talk about the very nature of the bowl itself. And... I think it's kind of uh, a two-part answer because I have these vessels that I really prefer to use when doing actual cereal reviews, and they are in fact not really bowls, kind of a hybrid between a cup and a bowl. They're these sort of short, almost goblet-like things. Uh, They're pink, sort of a coral pink, and they sort of uh, balloon upwards so that when you look at them from the side, it looks like a cup, sure. But when you're taking top-down photography of cereal, it looks just like a sort of sterling, perfectly concave bowl. And uh, I, I really like to use these when reviewing cereals because they don't hold a lot, uh, but they still sort of give the appearance of volume. That way I can, no matter how good or bad the cereal is, I don't feel like I'm wasting cereal or milk by just pouring a bowl because it could be the worst cereal in the world and then I only have to get rid of this this small sort of cup slash bowl full Uh, but when it comes to actual cereal bowls I really like this one bowl that I have that says cerealistly on it I think it was a gift from General Mills back in the day Um, and it just makes me feel really official when I'm doing my Mm -hmm. bloggerly duties on or off the clock 
Uh, and, and in terms of spoons, I kind of like longer spoons, I think. I like sort of that delicate balancing act between hand and spoon. And I don't know, I guess the, the counterpoint to that is that I've also recently gotten to using tablespoons with cereal. Uh, I think this was during one of my Carvel Crunchies benders. Uh, and this is something that I recommend you do only in the comfort and peace and quiet of solitude in your own home. But using a tablespoon really increases the sort of slurp factor that you can do. Mm. And it really changes the ratio of milk to cereal that you can get in any given spoonful because they're so deep. So, I don't know. I'm not remarkably consistent, but I have my quirks. Uh, yeah, I have... Um, <clears throat> my brother, Travis, got me uh, a series of cereal bowls with my face on the bottom. Right. With some inspirational say- sayings, um, which I love to use. My daughters usually use those, so they're dirty frequently. <laughs> um, so my go-to usually, and I'm not, I'm not super proud of this, but my go-to is... Uh, my wife is a soup fanatic. And she has a lot of, um, I mean, giant mugs mm-hmm. would be the the reference point here. You know what I mean? Like basically, they're terrines with handles. I mean, they're they're giant mugs uh, that I, with a handle. So importantly, so like slippage is less of an issue. Uh, if you like me, like to ritualistically eat your bowls of cereal on your couch with your phone playing a serial time video <laughs> to really uh, plus the experience. Um, and that is my favorite. As far as spoons, uh, I just like something to be uh, somewhat hefty. I don't like a very small spoon. I like to get like as big of a you know bite as I can without it feeling like a serving spoon. Like I don't like to like go that, that deep, but just like right down the middle. Uh, kind of spoon. Yeah, I totally dig the giant mug approach because it like halfway through you can already start to drink the thing. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect for that. Yeah. Listeners, if you'd like to tell us about your, uh, if you have a particularly uh, concrete serial ritual, we'd love to hear about it. Um, you can go to bowl.rest. That's our website and you can click the little button to leave us a message. If you want to plug in a microphone, that's great. But if not, just, uh, you know, just go for it. Just try to keep it chill. Um, that's also where you can go. There's a little button on there uh, that says support. Uh, if you click that, you can pledge a buck, five bucks, ten bucks a month to help keep this show going. Half of that donation will go to help keep Seriously.net going. The other half goes to a local shelter for people experiencing homelessness in uh, my my tri-state area. So we really appreciate the help that you can give us there. And hey, you know what? Now that we've reached this milestone, maybe it's a perfect time to share the show with people. You know, if it's something you rely on for, for relaxation or... Um, information um maybe uh this would be a great time to spread the link around at bold.rest it doesn't get much easier than that uh and uh tell people what it means to you we'd really appreciate you helping us to spread the word we'd also like to thank chris zabriskie for his opening theme of the sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow bria davis for doing our podcast art as well as samuel rarden for designing our new empty bowl enamel pins uh my name is dan Goubert, and For Justin McElroy, as always, don't forget to drink the milk. I mean, that's new. You can't, I mean, you can't, it is different. I had to shake it up. It just felt right. Yeah. Shake it up like a box of Carvel (laughs) Crunchies.